We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We're talking about unforgiveness, a thief of faith and of life. Now let's go to Romans, the sixth chapter. Romans six twenty-three: For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death. In other words, the results, the end results of sin is death. It's killing. It is a destructive force. It is the thing that came into Adam and Eve when they sinned. They disobeyed God, and it caused death to set in. They died spiritually instantly, and then dying. The Bible says that God said to them, dying ye shall die. In other words, they died spiritually. Then death was set in motion in their bodies. So the law of sin and death took over. Then go over to Romans, the eighth chapter. In fact, let's dwell just a little bit on this seventh chapter, because I think this is where sometimes a lot of Christians miss it. Let's read verse 1 here. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over man as long as he liveth. Now, the key to understanding chapter 7 here of Romans is to read this first verse and understand who he is talking to here. He's talking to the people that know the law, to the people under the law. Now, as he gets over here, he starts talking about the thing that I would do, I do not. And the thing that I don't want to do, I end up doing. In fact, let's read a few verses of it here. Verse 15. For that which I do, I allow not. What I would, that do I not. What I hate, that I do. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. And now then it is no more I that do it, the sin that dwelleth in me. I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, the evil that I would not, that I do. Now if I do that which I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So then, with the mind, I will serve the law of God, but with the flesh, I'll serve the law of sin. Now notice he talks about this law in my members, warring against the law of my mind to bring me into captivity to the law of sin. And you see, he comes down in verse 24 and says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Now, it's hard to understand that unless you understand what they did, the Romans did in that day. When a man committed murder and killed another individual, if they caught him and he was convicted of killing that individual, they would strap him face to face to that corpse until he died. Now, you realize what the Apostle Paul is saying? Who shall deliver me from the body of this? He said, I'm strapped to this old body and it's killing me. He said, see, I will not to do this, but I end up doing it. But now remember, he's talking about under the law. 
Now, this is where most Christians miss it. They read this and say, well, the Apostle Paul said, it's not really us. It's just sin that dwelleth in me. It's not really me sinning. He's telling you how it was under the law. There was no power under the old law to keep you from sinning. There was no power in that thing. But he said, who will deliver me from the body of this death? He said, I thank God, Jesus Christ, the Lord. See, who delivered me from this body that I'm strapped to? He said, Jesus Christ delivered me. Now listen to chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. See, there is therefore now no condemnation. He was under condemnation here, wasn't he, in chapter 7? Because he's talking about under the law. But now he got over here. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. See, he's telling you to learn how to judge yourself. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sure, Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. But thank God, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. It won't work on me no more. Because 1 John 1, 9 renders it harmless and ineffective. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just, and there is therefore now. (laughs) I like that. Now, no condemnation. Under the law, there was condemnation. But under the new covenant, there is no condemnation. If we judge ourselves. Can you see that? Oh, that's good news, isn't it? Somebody said, well, you've just given us a license to sin. You don't need a license. I think everybody knows how to sin. No, it's not a license to sin. It's like the Apostle Paul said. He said, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Did you know that the grace of God feeds on that sin and swallows it up? Just like that serpent. That Aaron threw his rod down before Pharaoh, it turned into a serpent. And Pharaoh threw his rod down, it turned into a snake. But Aaron's rod was a king snake, and it swallowed up all the other snakes. That's a type of Jesus swallowing up sin for us. The grace did much more abound. It's strong, it's powerful. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Now, go with me over to Matthew, the 18th chapter. Now, I'll tell you, there's some scripture here that it may make your hair stand up like mine. It may take you four days to get it calmed down. But it'll be good for you. It'll get the kinks out of it. <laughs> Praise God. Let's read from Matthew, the 18th chapter. We're going to start with verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother trespass against thee, go tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he shall not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be to thee as a heathen and a publican. Not a republican, a publican. (laughs) Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, I want to call your attention to something here. He's talking about binding and loosing, and he's talking about 
the sin or the condemnation. You can forgive individuals and get the condemnation off of them. Now, this is the thing I want to point out to you. One thing about the first one that Paul turned over to Satan. When they forgave that man, it got the condemnation off of him. Now, I had a personal experience along this line one time, and I thought about it when I was reading this scripture. An individual had done something that I thought was pretty terrible as far as the thing that he did and was very closely associated with me and a close friend of mine. And I really had it in for him because of that. Finally, it was an immoral situation, and he was a deacon in a church and a Sunday school superintendent, and I was also a deacon. And I, you know, it, it's hard to forgive some folks sometimes. But I saw this, and I went to him. And the man had backslidden, gone away from God. And I went to him one night and I said, Now, I want you to know that I'm forgiving you of everything you did. I hold no grudges. I'm praying for you. I forgive you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, you have to do that in faith sometimes. And uh, over a period of two or three months, that man came back to God. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. We have the power of binding and loosing condemnation on individuals. And if you don't forgive an individual that has wronged you, you bind that condemnation on them. Satan will harass them with that to their grave. And it may cost them their salvation. We have the right to loose that from them. We use this scripture in a lot of other things, but this is specifically what it's talking about here. Binding and loosing that condemnation. And because I was obedient to the scripture, prayed with that man, forgave him, and he came back to God. He died several years later, but he was a Christian when he died. He got back to God. I mean, he went totally away from God from the beginning there and went to drinking and just all kinds of immoral things. But he got back to God. Got his life straightened out. Because in obedience to the Scripture, God's Word works. See, you can bind or loose condemnation from an individual by an act of your will. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it shall be done by the Father which is in heaven. In agreement, forgive individuals. This is what Paul was trying to get them to do over here about this fellow that had committed that hideous immoral act there in the church. He said, forgive him, lest you get caught up in Satan's device. In other words, you be guilty of something almost as bad and that is unforgiveness. Can you see that? Now, I know this is not shouting ground, but it's good for us. It's the Word of God. And I'll tell you, it'll cause you to judge yourself in some matters. We're talking about unforgiveness, a thief of faith and of life. Now, we're here in Matthew, the 18th chapter. We've talked about the 18th verse, which said, Verily I say unto you, that whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever ye loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, let's follow this down and listen to what the Lord says about this. Verse 21, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. What is that, 490? I didn't hear many great big amens there. <laughs> I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. We've been talking about unforgiveness. We're going to be talking about it all this week. And before we leave the broadcast, let me remind you that we have CD offer number 7114, Unforgiveness, a Thief of Faith. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11.
we talk about the fact that unforgiveness is a thief of faith, it is a thief of life, and it will do you in unless you forgive. Now, in the 17th chapter of Luke, we find that Jesus said in verse 3, Take heed to yourselves, if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, if he repent, forgive him. If he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn to thee, saying, I repent, thou shall forgive him. And the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. Well, at least they knew that it'd take faith to forgive. You don't always want to forgive. You have to forgive by faith. Now listen to what Jesus said. The Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up of the root, be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. The Greek says it would obey you. Now notice, he didn't say a thing about having great faith. He just said if you had faith as a mustard seed, you would plant it by saying. You would say to the inanimate object, you'll never hinder me again. Now the sycamine tree, in the context of this, represents unforgiveness. A sycamine tree grows in dry soil. It has deep roots, and unforgiveness can run mighty deep, and it also will make you dry. And Jesus has given us an object lesson here. He said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say, be plucked up by the root, be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Well, if you have faith that won't change, you would say to unforgiveness, you'll never hinder me again. I'm free from you. He tells you how to get rid of it because you can have what you say. That's offer number 7114 for a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Kapp reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.